Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Matt Malouf. Matt, how's it going? Excellent, Bob. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Loving doing these shows as always. I'm, I'm always amazed at how many times we think we have no more topics to cover and then we go, what about this question? Ah, <laughs> so many ab- things to talk about. Absolutely, absolutely. We, what would we come up with a list of, I think, half a dozen in the, in the prep for this show? Exactly, I know. So guys, one of the things we're going to talk about today on today's show, it's a very simple topic, but it's one I actually see quite a bit, Um, you know, not just with clients, but people online talking about VAs. And the question that I get sometimes is, it's not, not really a question, more of an observation or a fear. I don't know what my VA is working on which is a tricky one. So people feel a little bit almost disempowered because they feel like, well, I think my VA is working, but I don't actually know what they're doing. Now, Matt, is it just me or do you hear anything similar in your coaching um, practice or at your retreats or any of your masterminds? Yeah, I, I, it's very common. I, I hear um, I'm, I'm not clear or sure what they're doing or it's how will I know if they're, if they're working all the time at their desk? So it's very, very common, very common. Yes, yes. So it's, it's, and I think what happens um, is people start to feel, like I said, a bit disempowered. And then the fear comes in. And I even talk to our VAs about this, actually. I say it's very important that you don't let yourself fall into this trap because the, the client in the back of their head won't be able to help themselves but wonder, what are they doing? So you've got to try to be visible and you've got to try to be, you know, demonstrating what you're actually working on. But at the same time, it does, I sort of feel it comes back to the client and the way the client is managing their team and managing their, the flow of work that's going on in a business, which really is the responsibility of the owner or the person managing, you know, you might have an operations person that's managing this. It's really their responsibility to know this kind of thing. So Matt, what would you, as a coach, what's your, what's your take on this? What's your advice? Yeah. And just to add to what you're saying, I think that um, being clear on what what their deliverables are is always going to put your mind at ease. That's number one. Um, but here's some of the advice that I think around this. Like the reality is, whether you've got somebody uh, working in your office, physically in your office, or working, you know, from an overseas or a home office, like you've got to get clear on your what on and set reasonable expectations. Like, if I'm sitting in an office environment, I'm not productive 100% of the time in the office. I'm not sitting there working, jumping on every little task or every little email that's sent to me. And I think what happens is when when people, business owners and entrepreneurs are using uh, virtual assistants, when they'll send an email and they don't get an immediate response, they're like, what are they doing? They must be slacking off and the like. Yes. Right. Yeah, we see that a lot. Yeah, and it's like, well, hang on a sec. They've got to go to the bathroom as well, and they've got to have some lunch, and they've got to, you know, grab a cup of coffee or whatever it is, right? Like, so I think first and foremost, it's it's just being realistic with your expectations. Yeah. Um, 
I think secondly with this is there's some really easy to use tools that can give you a degree of transparency on what's going on. And I know um, uh, two of these tools that, Barb, you and I talk about all the time, one is Asana and one is Slack. Yes, yeah. And I think that any, any business owner using a virtual assistant, if you're not using those two tools, then you're setting yourself up to, to fail and struggle, really. Yeah, and we've talked about that multiple times, you know. And I, I mean, for me, I, you know, I've, I've fallen into this trap myself with people where I'm thinking, yeah, that's all just going a bit awry. And I think what I tend to do in that sort of situation is go back to the leadership part of it and going, okay, I need to get my team together. I need to run through all the projects, the various deliverables that each one of them has on their list and then we need to I need to start you know saying let's I mean I meet weekly with them about this so we talk about like where are you at again the huddle concept where are you at with the deliverable with the milestone and why are if you're stuck why are you stuck are you waiting on someone else is your daily task list maybe too overloaded that you can't get to it but you have to keep I sort of keep digging until I get the answer and the answer might be that they're slacking off. But in that sort of an environment, it's very difficult to for them to hide that. But you can kind of get to the bottom of it and deal with it. And usually you'll find, I find, somebody is overwhelmed or confused with something. And they're either afraid to say it or they just haven't gotten round to saying it yet. So you've got to create the environment where you can bring it to the table and get it out in the open and fix it so that things get back in flow again. And I think you raised some really, really good points. Um, one, one especially then, Barb, that I, I think all the listeners should um, really take note of is that um, they may be afraid to come to you. And um, my experience in dealing particularly uh, with Filipino VAs is they're a very compliant culture. Like they don't want to, um, you know, say or do the wrong thing. So they're, they're more likely to say nothing than ask the question. Um, yeah, or they get into the vortex of, oh, I'll think about it tomorrow. Oh, I'll have another go tomorrow. I'll try, I'll try. And then before you know it, three months have gone by and nothing's happened. Correct, correct. And I think so. So I think um, part of the success map with working with a VA is asking the question regularly. I know in my, uh, when my meeting with my um, Philippines team, um, I actually open the meeting with how can I help? That's the agenda. The agenda is not, um, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing? I'm like, how can I help? And that actually opens them up to communicate with me. And they then run me through their list. Um, That's great, yeah. Which I think a second point on what you just said too, Barb, is, um, you know, my experience is often when uh, business owners and entrepreneurs are asking the question of what are, what are my VAs doing it's because they don't have deliverables set up in a structured manner with project plans and lists. Yeah. And, and so if you're not clear on what they should be doing and when they should be doing it by, how can they deliver to what your expectation is? They don't actually understand what it is. Well, they'll degenerate. They'll either start slacking off because they don't—they have nothing to do, mm. or the really conscientious ones. What I find happens, they become—they know there's—they they, don't—they have no direction, so they start trying to find things to do, like researching things. And before you know it, all you're getting back is I'm researching this tool or that tool, and you're thinking, is this really what I wanted? But so many clients avoid that. They just kind of go, 
oh, okay. And then what you find is they end up cancelling or firing the VA and going, look, I don't really have any work for you to do. Yeah. Which and, defeats and, and, the whole purpose of what you were trying to do in the first place. Yeah, or, or the mantra will be, VOs don't work for me and my business. Absolutely, which yes. Is, yeah. Which is not the case. It's just, it's all a learning experience. Yeah, um, and it, it, it is this leadership thing. I think a lot of us, you know, we all do it as business owners, as entrepreneurs. We want to get after the fun stuff and the marketing and the kind of cool sales sort of end of things. We don't really want to be bogged down in the operational side of things. So my view with operations is if you do have to do it yourself, if you're early in business and you, you're not yet able to put someone in for this role, the best way to get yourself out of it is to be very strict on processes and um, communication channels and reporting lines, reporting back to you on results. And you get a kind of a, it's a whole system. And once the system's working well, you'll find you'll be in flow and it won't take you so long to actually run the operations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bob, what's your thoughts around when, when, when this, um, um, like in your experience, when a client, uh, with a VA is feeling this way, um, what, what's the first step you feel that they should do in order to stop feeling this way? Yes, that's a great question because I find when they start to feel this way, it's, it's, like a, it's like an emotional vortex that you start to degenerate. You sort of spiral into it. And as you do that, you become less and less able to have the conversation because it's like the giant elephant in the room. And before you know it, you start avoiding each other, VA as well as you. And it gets to a point where nobody's really able, you lose sight of what the, how it started if you let it go too long. And anyone listening who's gone into this will know what I'm talking about. So the way not to go there is to, first of all, recognize that this person works for you, right? So your job is to delegate and to, to give direction to them. So you've got to call a meeting and start to revisit the task list. You might, it could happen where you've come to the end of a project. I find this is when it'll happen. A project wraps up where everyone was really busy and then there's no clear direction of what they need to do after that. And it degenerates. So you've got to call a meeting and revisit the task list. Go over um, what your plans are, your strategic plans as a business are for the following quarter, what you're trying to achieve and where they fit in and what their new task list is. Or, you know, some tasks may have gone stale, that they're not really useful anymore and they're still doing it every day, but it's not useful for your business strategy. So it's, again... You've got to sit down, you've got to approach the subject, but don't approach it from the are you slacking off, I think you're slacking off um, mindset. Approach it from the mindset of, mm, I think my people have lost their way potentially a bit. I need to step in and help them to come back on the path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, for me with this, to add to what Barbara's saying, I, I always think it comes back to have I got the right systems and processes in place and does my team know what my expectation around the the implementation of those systems is um i know in in our business when when i've ever felt this way and i think we've all felt this way about uh local or overseas team before you know what i mean um and particularly when you get their invoice and you pay it you go well, what have they actually done for me but for for me it's about okay well have I been structured in managing them? Have I been inspecting Asana and seeing that things are done in a timely manner? Am I ensuring that all of our tasks are getting into our project management system? 
Um, one of the things that um, I was in, in prep for the show, I was telling Barbara that we do in our business, we have um, in our Slack channel, we have a, a channel called Stand Up. And uh, every morning, the team come on, myself included, and you have to, by, by 10 a.m. Sydney time, we're in Sydney, by 10 a.m. Sydney, you have to have put in there, what's my focus for today? And you list out what you're focusing on. It has to be a minimum of three things and where I need help from others. And it just it's a really uh, easy tool that we use uh, in order to keep that communication open. And when things break down, I'll often find that either I'm not posting in stand-up or the team have, st- have started to drop off on posting in stand-up. And so you've just got to come back to some basics with this. Um, yeah. And, and, and very quickly, you can turn this around. You really can. Look, I think what I'd love to add to that as well, Matt, like I love that idea of that stand-up thing. I think I'm going to pinch that one because I'm not actually doing that idea, but it's a very quick way of people checking in as well, especially when you're virtual, like, hey, I'm checking in for the day. It's high. It's, you know, but one thing I wanted to sort of express on this call is everything that we ever talk about, like even this concept of I don't know what my people are doing. The reason I know for myself anyway that I passionately talk about it and I come up with solutions for you guys listening is because I have felt the pain of it myself. Like, so as I was talking, I was going, yeah, well, the reason I know this is because it has happened to me. So this is very normal. You know, as my my business has grown, I mean, we're, you know, up at that hundred staff level now where I've got a lot of people reporting to me. There's a lot of some of my reports have their own teams reporting to them. So it'll happen at every stage that you grow. It's starting to happen again to me now. And I have to now revisit all these strategies again and pull everyone in, mm-hmm. rein the whole thing in and get everyone realigned again. But that's my role. That's my job to do that. It's not their job to figure that out. It's mine. Yes. Um, Not to let them lose their way. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 100%. Um, here's another really simple um, strategy or little tactic that, that everyone can employ, particularly when you're, uh, let's say you're in the first three months with a VA. And often people will go, yes, I'm going to get somebody, bring somebody on. Do I have enough work for them? Not sure. Then you ask the question, what are they doing, etc. So what I do, anytime this is happening for me, I put a little post-it note. In front of my on my computer screen, which is what could I get and then insert person's name to do right now? Yes, great idea. You'll come up with so many things. Well, that, that's correct, <laughs> I'd even right? be business related. <laughs> and and the thing is, what happens is because it's staring at me, it it means that well, what I'm going to do as I go to do a task, could I get someone on the team to do it? Can I hand that over? Um, and so very quickly. Uh, you go from this mindset of, oh, they're not doing anything, maybe I should get rid of them, to, okay, there's so many things that I have to do as an owner that I can get somebody else to do, and you start learning how to how to um, delegate more things to them. You know, um, as you were saying that, Matt, I was just thinking to myself as well, I know for me, this might not ring through for, true for everyone, but for me, I don't actually do that, but I, I have this kind of um, mindset that, I want everyone who's listening to think about this. What would my life look like and feel like if I was only uh, working on growing the business uh, and just delegate, like, you know, just having the, like all I do at the moment, I do a lot of the growth side of things, but mainly on a week to week basis, I'm actually having huddles with the different teams and just guiding them 
in their roles. I'm not doing any of the doing, but I'm there as the guide. And when you make this work, that's what it looks like, right? That's what it feels like. And you don't end up doing all the busy work. You just have people to do it for you. But there has to be a commitment to getting to, to that level. And the commitment is to just, you shouldn't be doing any of the doing. So if there is any doing that you are doing, you need to learn to offload that somehow, depending on the type of business you have. But, um, you know, in VAs, you, it takes work to get somebody, a process delegated effectively to a new person, regardless of their level of their level in the business, whether they're a VA or an ops manager or whatever, it still takes time. But when you commit to doing that, like eventually in 12 months time, your business is going to look totally different than it does today. And so will your life. And and it's interesting what you bring up, Bob. Um, in my book, The Stop Doing List, I call it the, your, your genius. Yes. And when you understand what your genius is and they're the things that you, you're really good at, you love doing and have a positive financial return to you and the company and you understand that 60 to 70% of your time needs to be spent there, all of a sudden, uh, there's plenty you need to stop doing it and can can delegate to somebody yeah. else. I mean, even these podcasts, I'm sure loads of you guys listening to this have dreams of having a podcast or have a podcast that's kind of hit and miss or doesn't really happen or takes up all your time. Honestly, Matt and I just record. That's all we do. And the VAs do everything else. They manage the whole, because we have a process. We've developed our own there's a system and they all know what they're doing and everyone has a deadline and we hold them to that and it shows up online on time. Yep. But that's because we lead it and we, we, we have developed that and we have delegated it and we've worked hard to get it to work so that we don't have to do that. We just do the fun bit, which is this bit. Absolutely. But it's an interesting example you bring up because as soon as we finish this, uh, literally we'll, we'll extract the file, it'll go into a Dropbox, but then we it's there's it's triggered in asana yeah. that that is there and all of a sudden a um a templated process is then put in Real place question. for that show and so this is where all of a sudden i don't bob and i don't have to wonder what's happening or what our team are doing because we can just log into asana and observe through that tool what's going on Oh, and actually, I'm going to add a point there that's very important to this. I don't know what they're doing thing. So the one rule we do have is that, yes, there's a process in the background, but it's not just in the ether. It's in Asana, as Matt said, and each of the people, as they do their bit and bits and it moves forward in the process, they have to update Asana. Correct. So that's the reporting back bit. So we know, is something on track or we can quickly see? I mean, we don't even look at it these days, do we, Matt? But we could see pretty quickly if something was derailing. Exactly. The team would let us know. The team would be like, hey, guys, there's a problem with the edit. We're going to miss the deadline. Yeah. So um, I think that's, yeah, it's a commitment in the beginning to being heavily involved so that it does work. And then making sure that everybody understands their role, the system. Then you never have to wonder what your team are doing. Yeah. I'm going to overlay one last thing on this. We, uh, we did some shows very early in this podcast, Barb, on communication. And yes. if you're not communicating effectively and consistently with your VA, then you will be sitting there wondering what they're doing. And, you know, Barb called it a daily huddle. I gave the, the stand-up in our Slack channel. It's all communication. So rather than us having to sit here and, and wait and wonder... We've got proactive mechanisms in place so that we're always made aware. And yeah. it's the, 
I think this question around I wonder what they're doing is often solved through communication. Well, and, and yes, and saying that, you know, if you have that question in your head, I, I mean, let, let's say you've got a good person. It's probably not the VA or your team, because this can happen across a whole team. It's the system you have in place for making sure that you don't have to ask that question. 100%. That's what it comes back to again. So again, that's your job as, a, as an entrepreneur, business owner, whatever, to set the system up in place. As you always say, Matt, systems run your business, people run your systems, yes. but you build the systems and then delegate it to your people. And that create. I mean, that in itself is a rock solid business right there. 100%. 100%. Gosh, I even, like, it's funny, I even learn things myself from just, you know, us chatting together and I think I'm writing little notes going, yes, need to do that one. And it's just this constant evolution and refining of little little tips you could pr- pick up along the way, just put them in place, keep working at it, keep evolving and keep moving forward with all of this. And eventually you, you build something that's very robust. Absolutely. So thanks, Matt. Oh, thank you, Bob. It's been good fun. It's been good fun. And if you've enjoyed this show, um, you know, please, uh, we'd love to, we want to build a, an amazing community of people that we can help in this area. So we'd love for you to share it or give us a review on the show. Uh, and, and also, uh, we have a, a Facebook group where you can jump on and ask us questions and uh, we can answer those or even potentially get you on and interview you on the show in order to answer that question. Absolutely. So, and I know there's lots of you. I get feedback that there's a lot of people listening. So from those of you who have connected with us, um, yeah, make sure that you share and ask us anything. And no question is too silly because even the smallest questions produce the best shows. Exactly. Like this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob, it's been fun again. Yep. We'll see you on the next show. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.